Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brendan McCullough, and we're joined by no one, it's just us again. How are you doing, Bren? God, I, I get it, Doug. I get it. No one wants to hear. No, it was just more or less <laughs> to like trick the listener into thinking someone else was here, but they're not. It's just us. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we have to trick people to listen, period. Yeah. Regardless who's on. We appreciate you tuning in. Um, this is a video <laughs> game podcast for anyone who is a brand new listener, and I apologize for a uh, strange intro. But uh, how are you doing, Bren? Uh, very, very warm. It's it's still too fucking hot in LA for my liking. It's not uh, over a hundred like it was a few weeks back, but or a week or two back. But it's like still like ninety five, and I I don't do good above eighty. Anything above yeah. eighty, I start getting uh, antsy. Yep, it's pretty goddamn hot out. Uh, even over here, the heat wave passed recently, so it's only in the nineties. But um, yeah, it's better than a hundred. Yeah. Oh, speaking of antsy, all my ants are back. Like just. They're all on the ceiling now because we put poison down everywhere else. So, oh yay. man, you're lucky you survived the first like batch of poison. I hear you like just like covered everything, and I'm like, how? Like, don't breathe that in. It's like 90 degrees, and I'm just spraying ant poison everywhere. Something's dying. Either they answer me. Either way, it's a win-win. <laughs> I don't have to deal with them anymore. Oh so. man, and. In uh, other news for me, I just uh, bought a house, so, like, that's a life thing, and it's, like, really uh, a lot of stress, but lots of stuff to take care of now, and bills, and, like, uh, just sign my life away for, like, 30 years. So that's interesting, but uh, very (laughs) exciting. Hey, something's broken in my house. Tough shit. Deal with it. You don't have the landlord anymore. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, it's going to be a wake-up call in a lot of ways, but I'm very excited. Um, But speaking of the heat and stuff, I was... Uh, out earlier today doing some weed whacking and shit, sweating my fucking ass off. So it's like, it's cool to like really clean up this place and know that it's mine now. So that just, and the weird thing was closing day was on Friday the 13th. So like, I am slightly <laughs> stu- superstitious. So I was like, oh fuck, is slightly. anything bad's going to happen? And no, it all went smoothly and according to plan. So <laughs> I, uh, living in apartments, I'm starting to appreciate not having a yard anymore. Granted, like, I'm a bachelor, no kids, no dogs, no, like, animals and stuff, so I don't need one. But, like, yeah, just when you say weed whacking, I'm just like, ugh, nah, I, no, no ambition to ever do that again anytime soon. Yeah, um, but surprisingly, even with, uh, purchasing a home, I've gotten a chance to get back to gaming, because I'm like, fuck, I have a video game podcast, let's play some video games so I can- just well that's what i'm thinking i'm like i want to actually have something to bring to the table and here we go i'll at least maybe start this off um playstation is having an insane fucking mid-year summer sale on the playstation store like i don't know if like nintendo or microsoft pissed them off but like they're just taking everybody's money right now like it's ridiculous like (laughs) sales in like 60 to 70 maybe even up to 80 percent off i'm not even kidding like of games that like are really good games and also, if you're a PlayStation Plus member, which 90% of people are, because if you play anything online, you have to, you, you pay for that service. It's an additional 10% off. So, like, I had something at like 90% off. It was like, uh, an old PlayStation 2 game, but uprendered for, or I'm not sure if that was uprendered or not, but this one, uh, it's, uh, Twisted Metal Black. And oh, typically, yeah. you could buy that on PlayStation 4, like the, the PlayStation Store for $10. And after all the discounts, it was a dollar and fifty cents. I was <laughs> like, you know what? I, of wow. course, I'm going to get that because my girlfriend and I are like, when we first met, we really bonded over Twisted Metal for some reason. Because like, <laughs> in all, both of our backgrounds, we really played those games a shitload. And although Twisted Metal Black's hard as fuck, like uh, it's probably one of my like not least favorite, but I do like the more old school ones. Uh, but also just frustratingly hard. Those games are amazing, though, and Jesus. it was great to pick that up for a dollar fifty. Um, Christ, the game came out in two thousand one. Oh, that's oh terrifying. God. I thought that was like the late stage Twisted Metal. Like, oh yeah, this is like the end of its run. I mean, I guess no, that it was PS two Twisted Metal. Yeah, no, but there. I, I'm wondering Jeez. what was after that. There was at least one more. I think it was, but it was definitely like towards the end of the franchise. Yeah. But so, and then the other ones that I picked up, well, that's one thing I really got to give credit to PlayStation for. They have all of these PlayStation 2 classics, like 
I don't want to say remastered because it's not remastered, but I want to say uprendered to like 1080p. So like it's taking up the full HD TV instead of just like a few PlayStation 2 games that you buy on the store will be like in their regular resolution. And it's just like a goddamn square and you have black bars on either side of your screen. And that's always annoying, but like you deal with it. It's not a big deal. Um, But it's some, oh, this is what I wanted to uh, bring up. I can't tell myself to actually do this, but I want to so bad. There's Final Fantasy IX, the digital edition on PlayStation 4, and I've already bought this game way too many times, and I'm like, okay, (laughs) I cannot do it. I literally can't. But it's on, like, this massive sale, so it's, like, already, like, it was only, like, 16 bucks. I'm not going to do it. (laughs) But listen to me. You got to hear me out. For any Final Fantasy fan out there, anyone who's, like, a nine fanatic, and they're like, Final Fantasy IX is my favorite, this is the edition that you're going to want, because they uprendered it to 1080p, and it looks fucking gorgeous, because it almost looks like the models, the main characters have, like, remastered models. Like, that's why I think the digital edition may or may not have some components of remastering it almost has to like i don't it's just a masterpiece it make it's like the best version of final fantasy 9 out there and it makes me so jealous and eventually i will indeed be getting that but like for now i just need to hold off i i was like definitely saying no because i've purchased that game too many times and i adore it but like this is the version anyone who's like a fanatic you gotta get this one just look at the screenshots get look at the gameplay it's beautiful like i'm like this is what final fantasy 9 was always meant to be but we had goddamn crts and stuff crt tvs yeah god i mean some of those cinematic cutscenes for 9 still look great like oh that's what i mean the ps1 to its fucking limit with those absolutely that shit blew my goddamn socks off so that was exciting and what uh i so i didn't pick that up but the other two things i did pick up i think they were like four dollars each so uh my total at the end of the day was like 11 bucks um i got dark cloud one and two (laughs) and the best thing is uh i never played two yet so i'm and i've it's a, it's frustrating. I've bought Dark Cloud too many times too, but I'm like, I know I love it. It's one of my favorite games of all time. I'm really looking forward to revisiting it. Last night, I actually started up a game and it's like so fucking nostalgic. This is my, like, this is my goddamn jam when it comes to video games. Like, No Rune Village and like going to the Divine Beast Cave, uh, using your Atlamelia, like, a wristband to like touch these Atla balls, which like this fairy king. As all right, so I'll give like a brief little synopsis of Dark Cloud for anyone who's like completely unfamiliar. Um, these people like from across the planet like summon this dark genie in like this crazy ritual that like starts off the game, and this dark genie and he like uses it in a evil power and goes across the world and starts like destroying everything. And this uh, fairy king uses his power to like save the people of the like the towns and put them in like energy like he puts like an energy like force field around them and then the force fields get scattered by the dark magic and you're you're like a chosen one main character because your heart's pure or whatever that you the fairy oh yeah it's like very cliche in that regard but the fairy king chose chooses you and he gives you this atlamelia race uh bracelet and yeah, you go around collecting the things that were scattered and it's all the different townsfolk and items like you like rebuild their houses. And that's one thing I was like worried about and confused. I actually streamed a little bit of it, but the controls like so you have a PlayStation 4 controller and it's telling you to hit the select button and on like it's like up rendered from PlayStation 2. So I'm like, there is no fucking select button on a uh, PlayStation 4. So I'm like trying to figure this shit out. I'd hit the the like touchpad button and that wasn't doing it it was like pausing the game i'm like hitting the options button that wasn't doing it the share definitely not doing it so i'm like what the fuck apparently the touchpad button depending on if you're touch if you hit it on the right side or the left side the right side simulates start the left side simulates select so by me hitting the touchpad button on the left hand side that did what that brought me into the, like the geography mode or whatever the fuck it's called where you can like build the town pieces and for the longest time i was like hitting all the buttons on my controller and be like how the fuck do i get into that mode i'm like is this like a problem that nobody like figured out and like you can't get further in the game but no it was just me not understanding how the touchpad button on a playstation 4 simulates (laughs) 
for PS2. It's like goddamn confusing, but I do love the game and it's like super, super nostalgic and I'm having a goddamn blast. Yeah, my roommate just bought a PS4. I don't think he's actually got any games yet. Um, gonna try and steal it, play God of War sometime, don't tell him. Oh, uh, I, I definitely want to hear more about God of War. I intend on getting it, but that's down the road. <laughs> yeah, did you play any of the other ones? Uh, yeah, actually, I played one and two, if I'm not mistaken. I never did get around to three. Oh, uh, okay. I, I would recommend them. I don't, I, I mean, the story's not like crazy complex. It's not like a fucking Chris Nolan movie or something. Or, uh, uh, excuse me, Harvey Keitel, that's not it. Um, who's the 2001 Space Odyssey? Who's that guy? Oh, uh, Ridley Scott? No, that's not it. Uh, he does, that, fuck. Oh, well. <laughs> We're dumb. Um, yep. <laughs> anyway, it's not a crazy complicated story. It's God of War. It's, you know, Kratos mad, Kratos smash, pretty much. Uh, just with a lot of Greek gods and tits. Um, yeah. But they are just, like, dumb power fantasy stuff, and I'd recommend them if you can find them cheaper. Like, if you got time to kill, it's, I don't think they're crazy long, because it's not really, like, an RPG. You can choose... It's kind of like a Zelda game. Like, you choose what weapon and gear you primarily use and level up, but that's it. You don't have, like, any choice in the story or narrative. Um, gotcha. So you could probably breeze through it pretty quick. Um, yeah. But, yeah, apparently 4 is, like, end-all, be-all, like, best one by far, and uh, apparently some people have played it without even playing the, any of the other games and still really enjoyed it. Um, so it really gets to show you. Well, I want to know if it's, like, a, there's a cliffhanger and there's going to be continuation, or if it is, like, the end of the series. I doubt it's the Thank end. You. Even without knowing the story, I, I'm pretty sure there's going to be continuation, whether or not it's Kratos' story, or if it's his, whatever, his son, or ward, or whoever that is, um, it might be their continuation, but I'm right. not sure. Um, uh, but jumping back to Twist of Metal, looks like 2012 was the last Twist of Metal game, and it was that great uh, gaming uh, convention of just renaming it the same thing. So you have to Twisted Metal. Twisted yeah. Metal 2012, like, to clarify which one you're talking about, because it's super confusing. I remember, I don't know if I ever did play that. I Oh man, that's like, I feel like I did and I don't think I liked it at all. And I felt like, let's just pretend that doesn't exist. <laughs> I think a lot of people did. It didn't seem to really get bad reviews necessarily, like 7 out of 10s or like 6.5 out of 10s. But it's that the controls were a bit janky and the story wasn't good. But I mean, I'd argue the stories were never good. They were just super yeah, edgy. and like, But it was so different angsty. than what you're used to with typical Twisted Metal that I was like, oh, as a fan, like you guys have strayed too far from the path. Yeah. Uh, the company that did it was Eat, Sleep, Play. They did uh, Twisted Metal Head-On, Extra Twisted Edition. I remember uh, that, too. Yeah, and then they did Twisted Metal 2012, and then it looks like they just fell into uh, mobile games and eventually shut down around like 2016, so, or 2017. So, unless some other company picks up the rights, I don't think there will be any more Twisted Metals. I don't but think so, either. Know. It's It was a really unique franchise, and my personal favorite like i liked one through four like the best but like if i had to pick a favorite it's probably four because like there was a rob zombie car and it was just <laughs> goddamn hilarious and like yeah. some of his tracks were playing in the background and it's just like god damn it um i really and the the maps and stuff it's just super nostalgic and it was just better controls like each iteration got better it was great i think that game has trouble surviving in a world with the internet and 4chan where everyone just lets out all their dark twisted fantasies through that and get you know even worse stuff in it like it's not hard to find super fucked up like storylines anymore and stuff but like i don't know i guess twist metal was weird because they had like oh uh, what was the one guy he was like mr grim he was bizarre oh. i loved him and axel and like no yeah, yeah for a kid th that shit was disturbing as fuck i feel like oh man we at one point in our podcast we had a clip of mr grim being like Oh, oh yeah. the thirst of souls is insatiable. And it's like, he's like a real fucking creep. Well, and they kind of like redid everything with Twisted Metal Black. They're trying to like start new. Because like, I think Calypso was the big bad guy in all of them. And in Black, he... he or in the pre game previous to Black, he lost his power to Sweet Tooth. And then regained it in Black. So when you beat the story mode, you get a wish for the character you're playing as. Yeah. And everyone has a different wish. And like, Mr. Grimm was like... He was in Vietnam, and he was a prisoner of war, and he had to eat one of his, uh, you know, fellow soldiers when he was captured just to survive. And his yeah. wish, his wish was that he could eat him again because he said it's the best meal he ever had, stuff like that. It's just like, God damn it! 
it's just like so over the top and it's just like so try hard just uh the epitome of like <laughs> dark like, dark for the sake of being dark concept wise as a video game cars with guns fucking a plus man i mean That's it's cool. rocket league like, isn't it the no but rocket league doesn't have guns imagine if it did i almost was thinking fuck rocket league and twist metal have a mashup that'd be real real cool like you just i mean you can blow up the other car by like speeding into them but like it'd be extra crazy to be like yo just give this person a gun power up every now and then i mean i'm su- kind of surprised there hasn't been like a sweet tooth like antenna topper or whatever for rocket league like, oh, wait there is actually now that you mentioned that that was one of the very first things they did there's a sweet tooth car that you can drive okay because that would make the most sense because he, he is pretty much the mascot of that series yeah but yeah that, those games were just so ridiculous and just dumb. like i remember as a kid like traumatizing but like in hindsight it's like man this is dumb as shit yeah pretty much <laughs> axel was just a dude who's like dad rigged him up into the just two giant wheels like he wasn't a car it was just essentially a Segway, but they're just two giant wheels he was, like, handcuffed to. I'm trying to think, was Thumper the, like, pimp who drove, like, the purple car that, like, would bounce? I don't remember. Uh, Or had a flamethrower? There were so many cool characters. God. (laughs) I don't know if they were cool. (laughs) They were, I mean, they were definitely different. Like, it was definitely unique for that time. There weren't as many games trying to be as dark mature, because I think there was a whole, like, scandal with Mortal Kombat and Doom and Duke Nukem and you know, parents were scared of buying their kids mature games. And Twisted Metal was just like, nah, fuck you, we're gonna go all out. So I gotta respect them for that. Yeah, yeah pretty some, much. Some of those games are just dumb as shit. Like, the story and stuff. Oh, I can't argue that. Yeah. Um, and then, as uh, last game that I really got around to playing, and it was right before we got on the call here, um, I had downloaded it. It's free. The Adventures of Captain Spirit. It's by the creators of Life is Strange, uh, Before the Storm, if I'm not mistaken, or is it, like, is it, wait, who did that? God damn it. I think it's Don't Nod. I'm not sure. Um, but regardless. Wait a second, I'll look it up. Alright, um, but as far as the gameplay, though, and what I went into it, like, I remember I mentioned I was, like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm mentally prepared for it. You said it was, like, something that it's, like, it's a little heavy, but not, like, like crazy traumatizing by any means but yeah, like it's yes. just like a bummer right away like it's it's not like it leads up into it it's just like right off the bat so. exactly and that's what i found like um so have you watched a playthrough are we about to do a spoiler cast uh sure uh and it is by don't nod okay so, good to know i yeah. thought that was the case okay so this game i went in completely blind no trailers no nothing i was like oh it's by uh the same creators of life is strange i love that game let's see how it plays it's gonna be i'm i'm expecting great things uh it does hit you right off the bat with some real depressing shit like oh well the main character is adorable love the guy uh charles oh man or chris it's definitely chris <laughs> you just uh, god damn it but that's what i mean i don't hear his name that often it wasn't it didn't like stick with me but anyway it is definitely chris and He's this little kid. He's got an imagination. He's like completely fantastic. I love everything about this kid. He's, I I don't know how he stays so positive knowing his circumstance as you like play the game. Regardless, escapism. It's what we all go to for video games. He's clearly a very artsy, um, talented, uh, creative kid with a very wide imagination. He clearly gets that from his mother, but we learn that. And, oh, for people who want to play the game and don't want it spoiled, I'm sorry, you're going to have to skip some ep- uh, part of this episode. Um, like, uh, I would say, like, five, we could get... ten we, minutes, yeah. Uh, I knows? would say we do that, but it always devolves into, like, half the show. Yeah, that's possible. So, um, just skip this episode. We'll be back next week. <laughs> but no, uh, <laughs> no, so this, this game, though, um, his mother, apparently, you learn in a... I was reading everything. I, I think I did 100% this game. Uh, she got hit in a hit and run accident, and they're they don't know who did it. They're the police are trying to figure that out. She's no longer with them. The uh, you see the dad's like, oh, come out to breakfast, and you get out there, and he's like just kind of a dick, and then you realize he's a drug too. I'm like thinking like he's serving breakfast, and this guy's drinking a beer. I'm like that's not a good sign. But wait, also, uh, real quick, uh, when he called you out to breakfast, did you go right away or did you wait? I waited. Uh, how long? Not super long. I waited, like, a, a, definitely for the second time to call me. He's like, no, seriously, get out here, or whatever he uh, says. Okay. Insta- 
Because, like, I think if I would have went out right away, maybe he wouldn't have been as dickish, but he was just, like, uh, kind of standoffish. Because uh, I, I watched a Let's Play of it, because um, I didn't get around to playing it. The other shit going on! Um, but, yeah, if you wait too long, he's like, Chris, get out of here right now, or I'm going to come in there and kick your ass. And it's just like, oh, damn. Holy like, fuck. Right away. It's just like, oh, we're setting the tone real quick. Yeah, I did not know that happens. Okay, yeah. but no, so even without that happening, I thought it was, like, heavy. But knowing that would happen, if had I waited, like, Jesus. Well, that's a nice thing about Don't Nod. They have, like, that variable, like, play experience. Depending how you play the game, you're going to have a different outcome. So, yeah. kudos to them. That's awesome. But not kudos to this poor kid and his fucked up, drunk, it- alcoholic father. Yeah, I think the worst part is it it was a pretty realistic uh, depiction of alcoholism and, like, uh, single parent. Very. Where it wasn't just, like, because, like, I also watched a bit of, like, uh, Detroit becoming human. And, like, the yeah. dad in that is just so over the top, like, comedically evil and just there's no redeeming quality to him whatsoever. And he's just screaming and throwing shit and throwing fits about every little thing. Whereas this dad in uh, Don't Nod, it was, like, you know, he... The kid still likes his dad. He doesn't hate his dad. He just thinks his dad, like, gets angry out every now and then, or, like, after he has a few drinks. And dad's like, yeah, we're going to go get a Christmas tree. We're going to have fun. Like, today's going to be a good day after the basketball game. And it's kind of like, oh, well, you, <laughs> you see him go watch the basketball game with a full bottle of Jack Daniels or whiskey Yeah, or he switches from light beer to hard liquor, like, w- right away. I'm like, wow, man. And, and he tries to morning. hide it. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. And I'm thinking to myself, and as you're, like, traveling around your living room or your whole house actually that's the whole the game it's just like a saturday you explore the whole area inside and out and he's just like yelling at the tv sometimes it's good like yeah you guys are kicking ass or like sometimes he's like you guys suck (laughs) like it's just ridiculous like he's just super into the game taking notes like i was at first i'm like why is this guy taking so many notes like if he's supposed to be watching the game but you learn that he himself was like a basketball player and had like some kind of uh, ability and then like it didn't work out and then he lost his job and like they had to sell the the house and that's why they just moved to this new location and like i don't know this kid's dressing up as a superhero to try to like take his mind off of all of it so like i i love the main character this kid is so i'm impressed that he's able to like have such a positive outlook and and then there's a lot of different things you can do like you can go blow up the snowman you can go uh try to find some treasure uh there's a whole variety of superheroes that he's like got teams like that are like his allies as captain spirit and then there's all the super villains too that you can like find throughout the house and like i don't know there's little adventures like that like build up to each it's it's overall really a fun way i think it was only like an hour maybe two hours at most to like Mm -hmm. play through the game so and at the very end it did say like to be continued i i thought this was like an episodic thing when they first like announced it people like oh the first episode's three free so i'm like okay so we're gonna expect more episodes but is it episodic i'm not sure is it gonna be like this is a prequel to like a full-fledged game with this character no this is like the holy off like hey we're Working on Life is Strange 2, like, relax, here's a little, you know, snack uh, appetizer of what it's going to be about, or here's a preview of one of the characters in it, because it says, see Chris again in Life is Strange 2. That's so what I was I just going to say. Okay, yeah. Doubt? I, actually, I don't know. We have no real reason to... I was going to say, I doubt he's going to be the main character of Life is Strange 2, but he might be, like, a side character or something. But now that I think about it, I have no reason to assume it is another character. So he might be the main character in someone else. He and could be. And that's I, what I'm thinking. Well, dude, I the hope way he's older. this the way this thing ended blew my fucking mind because like, all right, like this whole time this kid's like pretending to have powers and it's like cute and it's like, oh, you have such a good imagination and he's doing all this shit and then like it would look like he's act like it actually would fool me. I'm like, does he have powers? And then like it would show like in the next shot like, oh, it's his hand. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah he's just like clearly just, just a kid. Camera. But at the very end of the game. He's running away from his drunk dad who just told him, like, to his face, like, oh, wait, first of all, before I go into that, we'll just get to this one thing. Uh, the dad, you wake him up after all of your adventuring, you wake up your dad because he's drunk and, like, passed out watching the game. And he told you, yeah, we're going to go get a pine Christmas tree because it's Christmas time. Mm-hmm. And as you wake him up, he's so fucking wasted that he falls over, hits himself or hit, falls down and just hurts himself. And you're like, oh, are you OK? And he's like, no, I'm not OK. And it's like, OK, Jesus, dude. And then he, like, tries to get up and knocks over another thing and, like, like his 
I, I'm assuming, yeah, the, that's the table, the end table that had the alcohol on it. So I can only yeah. imagine that broke and spilled everywhere. So like the house probably smells <laughs> like alcohol. Rolled. Well, oh, good point. I think yeah. when I examined it before talking to him, it, there was a little, but I think even you saw it go down over time. So that's yeah. really cool if he that's the like, case. Kills like an entire bottle of like liquor. Like yeah, a, in a fastball game, so like what two hours? Yeah, most. so to stand up and like yeah fall, that's very believable. I almost was thinking, did he like overdo it and like he's got to get to a hospital or something? Um, but I'm not sure. Uh, long story short, the neighbor's on a walk or something, and she hears a commotion and comes over. And you have this interaction with her that I wonder what the different outcomes are there, honestly, because the way it panned out for me is we had a nice long discussion, but I played it off like, we don't need any help. Everything's good. See you later, Mrs. Henderson or whatever her name was, Reynolds. I think that was it. Yeah. Um, I don't think the outcome actually changes too much. I think the dialogue and con- like the tone of the conversation will change too much or will change. Um, like she finds out exactly what's happening or like, oh, you play it off. and She doesn't know. But I think either way, the same thing happens of you shutting the door, her walking away to get her, I think, her son she's going to get. Um, and the episode ends before anything actually happens. So I don't think there's any real consequence of that dialogue. Actually. Okay, I was just curious if she ever got inside and was like, oh shit, this is no, what's going down? Because no. like, okay, because that would have been crazy. But yeah, no, even still, even with me... Given the circumstances, thinking I had a good outcome with her, I th- she like still grabbed me by the shoulders and was like, "You can always come to our house at any time of day or night." I was like, "Oh my god, I feel so bad for this kid." And that's, then that's what made me think of like, no matter what you do, like no matter what you say, she's still gonna say that she's still okay. Positive. So that's one of those like illusions of choice where like it didn't really matter what you picked; it was gonna be the same ending. That makes perfect sense. And then, okay, so you're, like, defending your dad, and also, I think if you, like, he tells you if it's, like, a religious person or a salesperson just close the door in their face, it's none of their business, but it clearly wasn't, so I think that's one thing, if you take long in that conversation, like I did, he was, like, mad, he was like, oh, you took forever, or whatever, so I wonder if, like, if you have a shorter conversation with her, if his dialogue's slightly different, either way, um, he's pissed, he's just, like, and then he gets to the point, he says things that he doesn't mean because he's drunk, but also maybe he does mean it and it's really fucked up. So he says to the kid, he's like, yeah, your mother would have never gotten in the car if it wasn't for you or something. And it make, to me, it makes no sense. I'm, not, I'm wondering what the circumstances were there. Either way, you should never say that to your kid and you're a real piece of shit. And he's like, I didn't mean it. And then the kid was like, yes, you did. And then he runns away crying and he goes to run up to his... uh hideaway treehouse yes exactly and as he's climbing the treehouse ladder one of the rungs breaks off and he starts to fall and this is what was crazy all along because like he's falling and then all of a sudden he has like legitimate magic powers where he stops himself in midair and it was just kind of like this magical thing i was like what the fuck's happening and i'm like is this a dream or something and then no he like he lays himself down gently and then gets up but i was like oh man so it clearly leaves it in a cliffhanger of like this kid has something special going on and that'll be really cool for him. So it's like, it's not maybe life is strange. Isn't time travel at all. It's someone with their own like kind of special abilities and like, uh, maybe there will be a time element who knows. But then the way it ends is he sees the neighbors. uh, There's two boys. they, They must be brothers. And they like have a moment where it's like, Oh, well, Clearly, Captain Spirit just moved into town with his drunk-ass dad. Maybe he'll be able to make new friends. And I think, hey, that could be where Life is Strange 2 starts. Or they could just be, like, minuscule side characters that, like, there's little hints at. In fact, one of the documents I was reading in Captain Spirit, it was, like, the mother who passed away. She was, like, a student at Blackwell or Academy or something. So, I'm like, that's cool that it's, like, very just tying it in that this is the Life is Strange universe. Yeah, I think they show the neighbors at the end kind of hinting at, like, oh, they might have saw him using his powers. Oh! But, I mean, I wasn't too surprised, because they kind of, the whole game was setting it up, like, his go-to move was using telekinesis of, like, trying to move stuff with his mind or activate stuff with his mind. So, at the end, when he stops himself from falling with his mind, I wasn't really that surprised, because it's kind of like they were always hinting at it to begin with. Um, he does pretend like he has other powers, like heat vision and stuff, but telekinesis was the go-to for him. And I knew something magical was going to happen because this life is strange. Otherwise, it's just a super depressing 
drunk dad simulator. Yeah, so, well, like, and- you knew some magical uh, something was going to happen. Well, definitely, and one of the magical things is, like, to expect with a Life is Strange game is, like, the random moments where you could just sit down and, like, some real, like, indie music starts playing and, like, you have the option to leave the scene or just let it roll and, like, it shows you some real beautiful, like, just captures and, like, moments and I don't know, I love that that aspect of Life is Strange. There's, I think, at least three different ones, like, you can lay on the bed, you can sit on the outpost in the treehouse and... I don't recall the third one, but I think there was. And there's just the. I feel like when they come up with a Life is Strange game, they have whoever's coming up with all their soundtracks. They're like, just give us a playlist, and then they make the game listening to that. (laughs) I don't know. Or they just find the perfect tracks afterwards, and it's just like just magic. But all in all, completely fantastic uh, experience. There was some really impressive cutscenes with like showing uh his imagination where he actually has his powers and he's like sh- blasting things i think it might have been after you get the spray paint and you finish his uh costume and he just has like this amazing cutscene oh, yeah. where it just like goes nuts and then also even some of the enemies you come across i think the water eater which is uh funny because like the water heater mm-hmm. uh that that enemy was just straight up crazy like this big like cl- shroud of s- black smoke with like fiery eyes and stuff like so all in all it was just really cool I think it was well done, uh, especially since it was free and it was like a one-off. They're just kind of like real quick. Um, I think it's a really good way of uh, building a community, uh, I guess, relationship with the fans. Still, because there was like you know a bit of the backlash with before the storm not having the original voice cast and you know a different studio making it. So some people were annoyed at that. Um, so I think it's definitely good uh, for I guess PR. Um, and right. you know, it was also a quick way to introduce Chris, which I hope he's older in uh, Life is Strange too. I don't know if he is the main character or not, but either way, because it'd be much more uncomfortable to deal with some of the heavier shit they deal with in Life is Strange games as a nine-year-old or however old he is. Yeah, um, so that could definitely make it tougher. But yeah, I I never I, I never expected Life is Strange to be always time travel. I feel like that would have been uh, a horse they beat real quick, cool, like. It would get tiring real quick if it was just always time travel. So I assumed it was going to be a different variation of powers. Like, I feel like they're just setting up the world of like, yeah, people have powers and no one really knows why. So, but it wasn't the same power. It wasn't like a league of time travelers or something like Sam, uh, like a Max. Yeah, that makes sense. And yeah. It was just cool, too, because it just makes you remember what it's like being a kid and having an imagination like that. It's like, now that I'm in the daily grind of working and doing all sorts of random shit and, like, having responsibilities, I adults just don't do that anymore. And it's just, it's just so funny to, like, kind of be refreshed. And, like, I, that's another thing. I'm also just not around kids. Just the past week uh, for Fourth of July, my sister, she lives in Tennessee. Her family came down. So I got to see my nephew and niece for, like, the first time in a, in a long time. And they're just so fun to interact with. And it's just like, I don't know. If you're not around kids often, it's a, it's a cool experience to just kind of be reminded what it's like. Yeah, it's the way of recapturing your youth through games. Yeah, but also... The drunk dad. Hopefully that's yeah. not with your youth involved. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it well, was a better uh, childhood. That was our Captain Spirit review and segment. Sorry for spoiling it for anyone who was like, I didn't want to ruin it, but I also didn't want to skip the episode. I, I don't think there was anything like that. Also, no, no. like we said, Captain Spirit's like two hours max. Like, you could yeah, have exactly. while listening to this. That's how I was hoping uh hoping people have already played this so yeah how about you though the, that was pretty much the summary of games i've been really playing uh i've been laying off the overwatch just like since the updates and stuff recently it's just getting i don't know worse and worse and it's just juggling so much apparently there's even more updates coming up rebalancing different characters already uh the hammond still is not uh, still isn't out publicly yet uh he's in the ptr like the testing service okay um, but the, I just feel like that's going to be real fucking weird and change up everything again. So I don't know. It's it's kind of losing me. I mean, I love I love the game of what I played. Like I got hundreds of hours in it. Um, I still like the characters and stuff. But like as a, a game, I keep going back to it's uh, it's getting tougher and tougher. Um, so I've been playing Dead Cells a lot. I got like thirty hours in that. Nice. And that one's. Uh, I just keep hitting the same point. I keep getting to the same level, and I can't get past that. And I know it's definitely towards the end. It's like the second to the last level or so. 
but like it's just getting rough and then like every time i'm like all right you know what i think i'm gonna take a break from this play another game for a bit i get a little further and i was like ah come on i gotta get back like i gotta get right back to where i was and like it's it's the gambling uh like uh, part of your brain where it's just like ah so close i can get back there again i know i can do it and then like you spend another 15 hours getting back to where you were and it's just it's a great game it's really solid it's in early alpha, but I haven't seen anything that's, like, buggy or glitchy or anything that's wrong with it physically. Like, it seems like a finished game. It's just, like, I don't know. I was going to say, maybe there's more content when it's finished, but now I look back on it. There's a good amount of content in it. Okay. Um, the roguelite elements of it don't change too much. It's more of just, like, which enemies are where and, like, the slight layout of the map's a little different, but it's not too different. Or what weapons you get. Um... So it's not like Binding Binding where it's always different every time. Right. Um, but yeah, it's still, you know, still good enough to get its hook, uh, its hooks into me and I'm still going back to it. Nice. I might pick up uh, Hand of Fate 2 again. That's the, I love that game. It's a great game. It's just like, it requires me to think. Like, I have <laughs> to pay attention when I play it because you have to make your card decks before you go on each quest and stuff and chances are you'll fail the first two or three times and finally get it the fourth one. Um, so it's a great game, but like, it it tires me out more because I actually have to think like critically as opposed to dead cells, which is just like, you know, reacting uh, to yeah. the enemies and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I haven't been playing Gungeon a lot. Like I haven't played it in like probably a month or two, but I just saw on Twitter that they're about to drop a big update like next week for enter the Gungeon with like a hundred new rooms and like a hundred new guns and like a bunch of new enemies. I'm like, ah, I just got out. You pull me back in. So, just more of my roguelike addiction. It's just filling the void of the Overwatch addiction. So, well, that's cool. It is, but, but it's, it's also not. like a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, did you say if it's free or not? The Enter the Gungeon update. Yeah. Uh, I don't know yet. They didn't say anything, but I think so. They said update versus like DLC or expansion. Right. Or That's what so leads I'm, me to think. Hope it's free. <laughs> I hope so. I wouldn't be surprised because they definitely did very well with it, and our, people are still buying it, playing it a ton. So like, it's a very successful game. So I wouldn't be surprised if they get a fourth. It's just like, yeah, here's another update for everyone. Like, uh, FTL did that, which is really cool. So it's like, hey, if you bought the game earlier, here's it for free. If you're buying it now, yeah, you'll have to chuck like three bucks our way. So, which I think that's fair. It's definitely you know, a reward for the people who you know bought in early, kind of like an early access reward. But the game's finished. So, that makes sense. Uh, and I haven't played it yet, but I don't think we talked about it yet. But Monster Hunter World got announced for PC. Yes, in, uh, it did. August 9th. So I'm really looking forward to that. I didn't think it'd be out this soon. I thought it would have been like November, December of this year. Right. Man, as soon as I heard that, I thought of you, because you, you brought that up on the show, like, ages ago, and you were, like, being like, man, I'm so depressed, because it's going to be forever till it comes to PC. Well, yeah. it's the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, it's a lot sooner than I thought it was, and I'm real excited for it. Sweet. Uh, I'm flying back home uh, next week for a wedding, and then when I come back, it's, like, right at the end of July, so it's only, like, another week for me until it comes out. So it's like, ooh, that's... That's going to just take all of my time Because <laughs> I got it on the DS, but I don't play it, because, like, if I'm out somewhere, I'm doing something or driving, so I can't really like play games when I'm out. And if I'm at home, I'd rather just play it on a computer where it's better controls and it's easier, better graphics and all that. So like, but now that I have it on the PC, ooh, that's gonna be a time sink for me. That's gonna be a bad time sink. Yeah, one thing I wanted to mention: you were talking about like updates or a free update to Gungeon, um, Rocket League. I've been playing that again, and I remember. I was like, oh, a few weeks ago, I was like, yeah, there's a event going on with Rocket League. It's called, like, the Beach Blast and stuff, and there's all these, like, special crates and all that, blah, blah, blah. Beach Blast event ends, and, like, I feel like not even, like, the next day, there's, like, a whole new event, and it's like, oh, now it's Rocket League's anniversary event, and it started on July 9th, and I think it might be ending in a couple days, depending on when this airs. Actually, yeah, so when does that end? God damn it. Um... I think it's the 17th. So, no, you probably will have another day or two, listener. Yeah, another day. So, uh, check it out. This one is unique because uh, one of the items you can get is called the Golden Egg, which is <laughs> different than a crate where 
you don't need uh what are they called keys to unlock it you have to pay for keys which is bullshit there's no way to like just like earn them regularly and you get crates like thrown at you like every time you play a match like there's a probability of getting some crates and stuff and but this time with a golden crate uh, or golden uh egg you just like open them and then it gives you a random game uh, a random item from the game so i i think that's a lot cooler because that way you could just like uh save up your event points to get some golden eggs and then not have to spend any money and still get like a a unique item so that's pretty cool yeah i think that's a better way of doing it like overwatch if you want a, a crap load of loot boxes you can buy them but that's it and you can't like just change it into in-game currency so the only chance you would have is buying a ton of boxes and getting a ton of duplicates in it to get in-game currency and then with in-game currency you can pick and choose what you want to buy so it's not a real direct way of just getting what you want but i do like that there are alternatives like you you don't need keys to unlock the loot crates you get them naturally through leveling up and you get three three in a week if you play arcade mode and win 10 matches so I, I do like the way they've uh, changed around the loot crate system with Overwatch. I think that's one of the better ones. Um, even if it's really difficult now to get duplicates of stuff and to get in-game currency like that, like the yeah. way they the, the way it was before, you get so many, you had a ton of gold but nothing you wanted. And like I said, I've gotten the same pose like five times during an eliminated event run, and I was so yeah. furious. But now it's the opposite, where you almost never get duplicates. So you just have to rely on the chance of getting it during the events, um, which is tricky. Or you're someone like me who's, you know, once you hit silver, you pretty much get have everything you can get and just get a shitload of duplicates. So it's like either, you know, luck of the draw or put 600 hours into a game and then you'll be able to, you know, pick and choose which skins you want. So it's still not perfect, but I definitely like it compared to like you were saying, like Rocket League and some of these other loot systems. Yeah, it gives me a little faith. They're going in the right direction. Not there just yet, but getting better. Yeah. 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 And uh, I haven't played it because it's not out yet, but Banner Saga 3 is coming out at the end of this month, too, July 26. Oh, okay. So, I remember you mentioning 2. Yeah, I got 1 and 2. Still haven't beaten 2 because it's tough and I'm bad. Because <laughs> um, it's like a turn-based uh, grid, kind of like uh, tactical RPG strategy game, kind of like yep. XCOM. So it's like kind of like, oh, I'll put my guy here, here, and here. Oh, I didn't see that guy in the corner, and everyone's dead this turn. It's like, well, great. Uh, so it just hits you hard. But like the game's beautiful, the animation's incredible, the music's fantastic, storytelling's good. Like it's just, I can't recommend it enough. And the third one and final one of the trilogy is coming out uh, July twenty sixth. So I'm gonna be real excited for that. Very it's cool. Gonna, it's gonna be rough. It's getting brutal. Yeah, lots of games coming out. And shit, isn't that Spider-Man for PlayStation, like, this year? Like, that's something that's, like, a priority for me, because it looks so goddamn good. It is September 7th. Oh, my God. It does look good. I'll definitely give it that. But I'm still not comfortable from what I've seen, because it's still... All the gameplay I've seen is still mostly quick-time. Well, it's still mostly quick-time events. And, like, I know some people despise quick time events. I don't mind them. I, I said it before, I grew up, like, on God of War, so I'm pretty used to them. But if that's all it is, that's not gameplay. That, like, that's not combat. And it definitely seems like it's the Arkham-style combat of, like, uh, use this combo to counter uh, shield guys, this combo to counter stun guys, this combo to counter regular guys, this combo to counter range guys. And, like, that's it. It's just, like, it's it flows naturally and it feels good. But it's just the same combat that's been done in almost every superhero game probably the last five, six years. So it's just getting real repetitive. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of, like, linear battles in that game or, like, things that are, like, predetermined as far as, like, the bosses you face. Like, yeah, I don't know. Some of the scenes I'm seeing, yeah, they're quick time events, like, during the battles, I'm not sure. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. I, I still, just the way Spider-Man can freely web around the city is just, like, so breathtaking. And it's, like, some something we've all wanted as Spider-Man fans forever. So, like, this is the game to, like, be Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Spider-Man game is make or break on the web swinging, uh, swinging mechanics. If you don't, it's a, the web swinging around the city doesn't feel good. That game's bad. Like it's just it's not a good game because that's a majority of your time. 
and the first Spider-Man game for the movie tie-in, which is one of the very rare movie tie-in games that's actually pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I still say Ultimate Spider-Man on the PS2 is the best Spider-Man game, because that one just felt amazing, and just random events would be happening. You'd jump down on a car and pull out a car jacker, and then that night you'd play as Venom, and you get to do all the crazy, like, evil shit of, like, absorbing people and stealing their lives. So, like, it, that one just still my favorite Spider-Man game. So this one definitely looks good, but, you know, like we said with E3, like, everything looks good because it's an ad. So, like, I'm not going to get too excited for it, but it definitely is more promising than, like, Shattered Dimensions or whatever the other Spider-Man game was that came out right after it. Yeah, definitely. And as far as, like, the swinging mechanic goes, like, the cl- thing, the closest thing in recent memory uh, that I've played that had that a similar aspect was uh, Attack on Titan with, like, those oh, 3D yeah. maneuvering devices. Like, it yeah. very, like, as I'm flying around, like, killing these goddamn Titans, I felt like Spider-Man. But, like, that was flawed in a lot of ways. So I feel like they could take something, like, a page out of that book, but not necessarily, don't make it exactly like that. Because, yeah, <laughs> please, it's, make it better. It's tough, like, in that in Attack on Titan, because it's, like, in the forest with those, like, 500 feet tall redwood trees, it works. But when you're in the city and, like, the buildings are no taller than, like, three stories high, it's like, ah, you can't really swing for much. Like, I've heard a few comedians say, like, sp- like they determine the quality of a city to ter- like based on how well Spider-Man would do there. So <laughs> it's like, New York, Philadelphia, like, all these big, like, metropolitan areas with big skyscrapers. Like, yeah, he do- does well. He goes, like, if he goes to, like, uh, Butte, Indiana, it's like, no, nah, he's not going to do well here. Like, there's no building over, like, four floors high like he's not gonna be able to swing too far yeah i i understand that yeah but yeah i think the second attack on titan game is coming out too uh i wouldn't be surprised it's probably very similar to the first one like i don't want to say asset flip but maybe very similar to yeah no i'm worried because I was. I remember early on when I was playing it. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna platinum it. There's no way. It's so repetitive. <laughs> it's, it's just like it's just like you got to get S ranks on everything, and there's yeah. so much to do. And it's just like, all right, I have so many other games and other things, other ways to spend my time. And and I'm not even that like fanatical about Attack on Titan. The way like I don't know. I I liked season one, no doubt in my mind. But then I never continued, especially knowing like from other people and stuff like where it was going. I was like, well, fuck! I just th- what was in the guy's basement? That was what interested me. And then they're like, no, no one cares about that. Now it's all about like Moving politics on. and shit. Yeah, you gave up on it, and so did everyone else on the planet. Like <laughs> it, that was it's a weird. real flash in the pan of like so many people were so into it real quick, and I just immediately dropped off. But it was also just creepy. I didn't really like the Titans. They're just goddamn like nightmare inducing, oh, yeah. eating people. Like it's just very like disturbing unsettling. too. So you have to be in the right mindset. Yeah, unsettling is a perfect adjective for it. Yeah, it's. I think they did finally get around to what's in the basement, but it's definitely not satisfying. And I, I don't know if anyone wants to spoil it, but like it's out there, so you can look it up. But it's like you find out what it is. It's like really, it's a Come sex on. dungeon after all this time. <laughs> Oh, man. I was talking to a guy from high school who was actually moving out here, and he reminded me when I was looking for uh, apartments, I came across a a sex dungeon. Legitimately, I think I repressed it because I forgot. Uh, But he reminded me. It's just like, there's a room that was like $40 a month for rent, and everywhere else around there was like $1,500 minimum. Uh, It was like a bunch of velvet and zebra print in all the room. It was like the room had a bunch of uh, pictures and like drawings of like naked people around it, like very sensual. It's just like, nope, 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 God not going in. This is a straight up sex dungeon. You're going to wake up tied to the bed. Um, yeah, you put a UV light in there and you'll be um, real surprised. See, I, see, I think you wouldn't, you couldn't tell anything because I think it'd just be <laughs> it'd just all be covered. Like, <laughs> there'd just be no difference. It'd just be oh, like you turn on a light switch. Yeah. Oh, Christ. Um, but I would say the Attack on Titan, they did a good effort. I think they did a good try on it, because I, I don't know how you would improve that game. Like, I know the drawbacks. I don't know necessarily what would make it better. Maybe if there was combat outside of the Titans, or, like, it wasn't that wasn't the only type of combat. But I think they definitely made a good effort at it. And it's like I agree. Six yeah, or seven. Six. No, I go six because, like, it's just a little bit on the too repetitive side, but, like, yeah. how else? It's, like, a video games can be repetitive, you know? Like, they try to make it interesting with different, like, challenges, and there's yeah. so many characters. Like, as far as, like, 
the attack on Titan universe and representing it. Yeah. There's a story mode, all that. They, you're right. It is a good college try. <laughs> good drunken haze. Oh um, man. I, I, it is repetitive, but it's also like, I don't think it was made by Omega force, but it's in line with like the Musa games and Omega force games, like the dicey warriors and the way of the samurai and Orochi warriors. Where, like, yeah, it's all just those repetitive battles. It's like, hey, you fought 15 battles as this historical figure. Do it again with this other historical figure. And do it from the reverse side as these historical figures. And so, like, it's like those types of games that are super grindy and repetitive. But there is... It's not for everyone, but there definitely is a fan base for it. There is a crowd for that niche. And, hell, I was thinking about it. I'm kind of tempted to get back into One Piece. I think it's Golden Warriors or something. Okay. It's the One Piece Dynasty Warriors game where he plays like one yeah, character. Yeah, you've mentioned that. That sounds yeah. really cool. It's like I'm a big fan of One Piece, and it's just a well designed game. It's uh, like if you don't feel like reading 800 chapters of the manga or watching 500 episodes of the anime, but like you want a quick summary of the story and some just mindless you know grinding of fighting a thousand random soldiers, like that's a pretty good game. Like that's a pretty good way to catch up on the story. Because up till the very end, it's pretty loyal to it. So I'm kind of tempted to just get back in there and just, you know, senselessly beat up a thousand random guys and just be super powerful. Man, that's very um, entertaining, and I love Dynasty Warrior games. In fact, when we're done here, I want to check the pe- pl- this massive PlayStation <laughs> store and see if there's any there. But like, I they're all it. I know, especially all these like newer ones. They're the, all not apparently real, I hear the not new good. ones are not good, and and they're super like buy all the expansion characters yeah. and all these other things it's all dlc and like pick and choose and stuff i wouldn't recommend any dynasty warrior game after five okay that's what i mean maybe i'll see if a retro one's like yeah. up rendered if you can find an older one i would i would try and play those and yeah, by retro i'm like talking playstation 2 and i feel like adam <laughs> from press continues like rolling over in his grave <laughs> he's alive that's like the dumbest phrase i just need like a phrase that has that same meaning but when you're alive listeners help me out mid retro like it, it's not like 40 years old it's like 20 years old though yeah but it's, yeah because yeah um five and i think five battles or so there's some other like a different like branch off of those games um that were still good but uh, yeah i think i played like eight on the 360 and it's like ooh, this just nothing feels right and everyone looks so different and like all the characters were like they were pretty anime in the first few games they were super anime like, in the later <laughs> ones like super yeah. big eyes and like everyone kind of looked really effeminate it's like what this is weird um so yeah i would definitely try to find like five and below also fuck speaking of the sale uh grand theft auto 5 is only 20 dollars right now on and that's one thing that i feel like in all reality that game came out in like fucking 2013 or something like this game is very old and i'm thinking that's what it's worth that's what they should be selling at regularly like not even on sale but like that's one of those like uh, when you think of Nintendo and Mario games, like those prices never change. It's like you want a Mario wow. game, it's sixty dollars. You want Grand Theft Auto, it's sixty dollars. Even if it is five years old, like I don't really get how that's ever the case with certain franchises, but they get away with it. But so yeah, if you miss the train, like that's what I mean. I think I had Grand Theft Auto Five <laughs> on the PlayStation Three, and I don't want to buy it again for PlayStation Four, so I'm just gonna miss the boat. But like I think. As a marketing strategy to be like offering it at twenty dollars, a lot of people are going to bite. They're going to get a lot of money, and it's just for all the people. Like I think, actually, shit. I read an article. There was like Grand Theft Auto Five was best selling game uh last month, like in June or some shit. So I'm like, oh my god, people are still playing this game, like like it's brand new. Well, I mean, it was doing so well because uh, at least on PC because of all the mods. So the mods made it like infinitely replayable. Like, cause right, you just and- do so much shit with it. And then uh, Take-Two, the parent company of Rockstar, shut down the main modding tool and That's effectively right. put a chokehold on at least the PC. I'm sure the game's still, like, playable and very enjoyable, especially online, but, like, the mods made it, like, infinitely replayable. So, but, like, once you take that away, like, that's, I'm going to say, like, 70% of the player base probably cut down. And granted, it's such a big player base, those are still, good, like, 30% of that is still good numbers. But, like, yeah, it's it's still insane to hear... Like on sale, it's twenty dollars, and yeah, it came out twenty thirteen. So yeah, it's just like Insan- insanity, and yeah, I just I think there's a big resurgence for that game, and 
five years ago, doesn't that mean Grand Theft Auto 6 is like um, on the way? Nope. I mean, we didn't hear about that at all in E3 or anything. And I mean, not that we would because like Rockstar's not showing up at E3 or anything. I mean, I guess they no. did when they announced Grand Theft Auto 4 coming to PlayStation 3 or 4. I forget. But um, well, um, their biggest thing I- is uh, Red Dead right now. True. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, That's- so they're focusing on that. But um, man, I really want to get it because it is only twenty dollars. But I'm gonna hold off. Don't. It's just like I know, <laughs> but it sucks because it's like one day I'll be like, "But fuck it." What I never play Grand Theft Auto games the way they're meant to be. I literally get to the point in the story where it's like, "Okay, now you can just run around, do whatever you want, use cheat codes, and kill people, and f- like I don't know, fly helicopters and just jump out of them, try to hit the Statue of Liberty." I mean, hey, that's the game. Like, that's what you're supposed to do. So, if that's how you plan, that's how everyone does. Okay. Um, we talked about how we, you know, me and my friends would ragdoll around the city, just fly up yes. a helicopter. And oh, I love that conversation. Um, uh, call back but, to that episode. Yeah. But you look at a timeline of Rockstar, you see they release a game, like, every two years or so, either Red Dead or a spinoff of something, or, uh, you know, Grand Theft Auto or something else in between. But it was, like, pretty cons- uh, consistent of, like, every two years or so. And then once Five came out, with all the microtransactions and online gameplay stuff, nothing. You don't hear them doing anything anymore. So they're just reaping that money in. So I'm sure they're working on something, but they're definitely, you know, sitting back on their laurels once five came out and it's kinda like that that's our grand masterpiece. We're we're kinda done. Or I don't know. I don't trust what the parent company's doing to Rockstar. I feel like Rockstar has good intentions. Granted, it's still a company, they want your money. That's how business works. But I think the parent company is just getting real greedy and money grubbing and, uh, at the detriment of Rockstar and Grand Theft Auto and all their games, which sucks. Um, uh, but earlier, like when you were talking, I laughed because I remember uh, Zelda Twilight Princess was a launch title for the Wii. And I remember years after the Wii came out, it would still be $40 at like a GameStop or a Best Buy or something. Like years, even after Skyward Sword came out. And like all of these other games, it was still forty dollars. Like, and it's just a sold game. Um, I looked it up just now, and where is this? I think this is just on the Amazon store. Maybe it's eBay. Someone's asking for thirty dollars for the Wii version of Twilight Princess. It's like Jesus Christ, shitting me. That game's twelve years old. You're asking for thirty dollars? Get out of here! Yeah, your mind. That's why it was a no-brainer, a dollar fifty for Twisted Metal Black stuff like that. I'm like, okay, I can see that, but that yeah, no, it, yeah, it's yeah. a stu- sucks when games retain their value, but it really doesn't make sense. I mean, yeah, it's good. It's like a classic. It's like, yes, it was a good game, but yeah, if it's twelve years, if it's over a decade old, like, don't expect anything above like maybe fifteen. And that's like, if it's like amazing, like everyone unanimously agrees, this is one of the best games ever. Like. You know, be it, it sucks that like yeah, you put all this time and effort making the game, and like after five years, it's you know only worth fifteen. But like Witcher, they got their games on Steam after like two years. If it goes on sale, it's like five bucks or something for but Witcher one and two, like total. So it's like oh my god, they really cut a bargain. Um, Man, I just had a really weird realization during that. I'm sorry, my brain was spacing, but like during the whole course of this podcast, however many years we've been doing this, when it first started, I was like, oh my God, I have a PS3 and I was late to the game at that point. (laughs) I think I fucking bought Dark Cloud on that and was playing it. I might have beaten it on PlayStation 3 earlier in this podcast. And then years later, here I am on PS4, like being like, yo, I just got Dark Cloud. I'm going to replay it. So that's like kind of stupid, but also I love that game. (laughs) And It's, it's almost like your memory is really bad really bad it's who would have thought it's it's completely like atrocious but uh i do i don't know i i'm phasing out the ps3 i don't i i I, now that i'm a homeowner it's like oh do i set up like a tv where it's like oh i have a hdmi input to a ps3 and one to a ps4 it's like honestly no i'd just rather just have the ps4 and be like all my gaming's there for playstation stuff yeah um, I know a lot of my friends got up on that sale of uh, Diablo 3. I think it was like 10 bucks or something. Yeah, there's a complete edition that's like real cheap. There's all sorts of stuff going on. Yeah, so there's definitely some really good sales on there whenever that sale ends. Uh, get it while you can. Um, but also remember with the PS4, don't get a PS Pro if you don't have a 4K TV. It's a waste of money. <laughs> I know a yeah. lot of people who get like 4K stuff and they're like, oh, it's going to be great. And then they watch it and they're like, why does it look the same? It's like, do you have a 4K TV or a monitor? It's like, no. It's like, well, then you can't see it. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, agreed. I, I would love to do that one day, but it's also like, 
that's going to be such a hassle to just be like, I have a PlayStation 4, I want to get a Pro and a 4K, oh, I'm not sure, I don't know if that's ever going to happen. It, it's like with those 3D TVs, like, I'd say at the moment, it's a complete waste of money. There's yeah, so not few worth people it. making content for 4K, it's absolutely not worth it at this moment. And I know some people would argue that, but they're the ones who buy the newest, shiniest thing the day it comes out, and then it's surprised when it's full of bugs. Um, it, one day, will 4K will be worth it? Yes. But I would say right now, no, because it's just not cheap enough to film or create stuff in 4K. At this yeah, moment. and the storage when you do uh, film it's in 4K, so it's enormous. So yeah, that, that makes perfect sense to me. And like, yeah, being in the position I am, I am in no position to buy anything like a, a large <laughs> expense. So I'll, I'll be poor for quite a while. But hey, well, that's how that- it works. That's the thing now with consoles, you have to buy external hard drives for them. You have to buy additional storage just to fit all of them. That's what I have on my PlayStation 4 now, and I'm yeah. like, I have a two terabyte. I'm like, God, I hope that lasts. I've, I've read <laughs> like threads of people being like, I already filled up my two terabyte. Yeah. I need a four. I'm like, oh my God, that, the that games upsets are so me. Big. I know my PS3, I had maybe like five games on it at one time, and then I, anything more, I'd have to uninstall something. Yep. Oh, well, I got sick of that fast, and that's why I did get the external uh, hard drive. It's so much better. Yeah. I mean, it's easier, like, for me, it's like, I play the game, I move on. There's a few games I rarely go back to. Like, I have, I think, Metal Gear 5 and Witcher 3 still installed. Other than that, I, like, uninstall every game after I beat it. That makes so, sense. It, it's not too hard with that mentality, but, I, yeah, I know some people like Mark who will definitely just go back to an old game for a day or two and, it, you know, not visit again for months. So, so someone who, who plays games like that, yeah, you're going to need that extra storage. Definitely. Um, well, is there any kind of news or anything you really want to talk about real quick before we wrap this one up? We've been talking lots of games for once. No, we're... <laughs> it's amazing how much stuff we can get accomplished without Basti here. Oh, um, <laughs> burn! <laughs> uh, not really too much gaming-wise. Almost fucking every website's just slaughtering all over Fortnite's dick. Like, you yeah. can't look anywhere gaming-related without seeing five Fortnite articles somewhere. I still haven't gone back. I don't care. Like, it's good. The game's doing well. I'm happy for them. They're able to turn around, uh, like, a sinking ship, and now they're fucking the Titanic 20 times over. Like, they just reap millions a day. It's insane how successful it is. Um, but, like, my God, am I sick of seeing it. Like, I, I don't... I want to filter for the website, to just, or for the internet, and just filter it all out. Uh... Only real news, though, I'd say is uh, Broly in Dragon Ball is going to be canonical soon. Uh, up oh, this where point, did I hear that? Yeah, is he going to be in a movie or something? He's going to be in a new movie, and it's going to be in the Dragon Ball Super like lore or like canon, if you will. Because up to this point, he was always a movie exclusive character, and he was in like the fighting games and stuff. But you know, they're not canon. But wait, um, what's the what my question is just cuz he's in a movie he's not canon? I I don't know. Doesn't that then the no, movies happen? Well, no, the movies are always uh spin-offs and like one-offs cuz like if you watch any movie of a long-running TV series, like I'm going to say anime cuz they're the most common for it. Nothing that happens in those movies has any consequence and none of the information in those movies carry over to the show because it has to be made at the same time. So okay. they can't like call back old stuff because that's those episodes were already in development for months before the movie was even decided. Um, so yeah, almost any offshoot movie of a series, of an ongoing series, is almost always non-canon. Because it would just be so hard to incorporate that at the same time without it actually being in the show. Like, if they wanted to take a part of a movie and chop it up into eight episodes, or, you know, ten episodes, and put that in the show, they could do that, but it would just be very difficult. Um, so yeah, him... Uh, Garlic Jr., Lord Slug, all of these movie characters, like, they're all non-canonical. So they exist only in the realm of that movie they're in. Damn, but, uh, I didn't really realize that, but it does make yeah. perfect sense. I mean, I not like I ever saw Broly in the TV show, clearly. Yeah, he was never in the show or the manga, um, because he's the legendary first Super Saiyan, and that would be really weird for Goku to be the first Super Saiyan when he's fighting Frieza, if Broly already went there. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, Broly is like a big reoccurring character. He's in like three or four movies, I think. He's in a ton of the games. So he's a well-known fan favorite character, and now he's going to be in the canonical lore of Dragon Ball Super. So, yeah, it's not big news, but like for any Dragon Ball Z fan who's still 
Broly's pretty fucking beefy, dude. He, he lifts for sure. Monster. <laughs> I feel like, like his pectorals, mu- like muscles, are like the size of someone's head. Oh, he, that's the size of a full-grown child. Like, <laughs> he's like eight and a half feet tall and stuff. Yeah, he's a literal monster. Yep. So. Oh man, Dragon Ball Z movies. I I used to own the History of Trunks on VHS. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, uh, I got a skateboard when I was like. 10 years old, I think, with Super Saiyan Trunks on it, because it was during the, you know, prime of Tony Hawk, everyone's skateboarding, everyone wants to learn how. I got no coordination whatsoever. Never used the thing. Never yeah. touched it. <laughs> oh, I feel man. bad my parents bought it. I would, that's like such a cool gift, but like, man, I tried it like for a little bit, and I am not coordinated either. I just fall on my ass and be like, why is this fun again? I don't look cool at all. <laughs> I remember I nearly cracked my head open riding a scooter. That's how white and uncoordinated I am. Yep. So, yeah, skateboards would be a death trap for me. That's the telltale sign that we have to end the show. No, just kidding. <laughs> but no, um, let's do some plugs. This has been fun. Uh, where can our listeners find you? It is, uh, maybe that's where it's not interesting. No one cares. Um, but instead, there's an artist I like who I think is in England now. I think she's like half Japanese, half German, and just moved to English. She's very international. Um, but her name is, oh, this is going to be tough. You Uh-oh. Mikiko Ponchesk? So it's just like a very Japanese first name and like a German last name. Um, but it's M-I-K-I-K-O and then P-O-N-C-Z-E-C-K. Or you can just look her up at Mikiko.art is her website. And she does some really good stuff and some really cute, adorable comics. Uh, like little web comics. Um, so I recommend checking her out. Super cool. And listener, if you like our show, please give us a like, follow, subscribe, all that stuff. Our handles ABT Silence on the interwebs like fucking Facebook, Everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, Twitch. We got to get more Pornhub. into Twitch streaming. I did uh, start Twitch streaming Dark Cloud. I'm potentially going to continue to do that every time. There is real no like dialogue. It's just like a, a real just classic playthrough for people to have a nostalgia time and maybe talk and chat and stuff. Um, but yeah. And also check out our network. There's lots of cool shows there. We got our our latest edition paper news out loud. Really love their show. Uh, absurdist news, news comedy show. Um, we got dumbbells and dragons, almost better than dragons. That season's actually almost wrapping up for the, uh, for the, I don't know, that's been like two or three years now. I don't even want to know how long that podcast has been. It's been a while. It's going for, but there's only like two or three more episodes left. So keep your eyes out for that and all of our other shows. Check it out. Almost better.net. We will be back next week. Thanks for tuning in. See you guys. See you.